This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot. And Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to discover more. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Get Goldfinger today. Here's the scenario. You're injured in a collision and your insurance company is denying your claim. It happens far too often. If it happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. My team and I work for people just like you. We don't accept cases on behalf of insurance companies, so you and your family can make sure that you're in good hands. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Get Goldfinger today. You know what I want. <laughs> I want to talk to you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, Samson Folk. Today, ready to detail for you the Raptors' win versus the Charlotte Hornets on a back-to-back, beating them 112-110 to in overtime. Pretty exciting stuff. Certainly some heroics from Terrence Davis II in this game. Some late shot making from Kyle Lowry. A terrific game from Serge Ibaka, but a little bit of buffoonery at the end. Of course, that he made up for by icing the game at the line. And for the Hornets, you know, Terry Rozier doing a pretty good job offensively. Cody Zeller getting some shine against Chris Boucher. And Devontae Graham showing holes in his game and that he cannot get to the rim. As I did highlight in uh, last week's Black Box Report, the joint article I do with Louis Atzman, my guy. So we'll get into the game. Led by the aforementioned Graham canning a couple of triples, the Hornets were actually able to get to a 15-6 lead. At the very start of the game, they actually broke off an 11-0 run against the Raptors. The Raptors really not having an easy time breaking down the Hornets' defense. We've seen with all the injuries, they are prone to these types of stretches, getting caught on their last foot, passing while in the air, just being trapped a lot of the time, and not necessarily because they're getting doubled, but because they're picking up their dribble in an advantageous position for the defense. Then they'll get trapped, and it's just... They don't have a lot of shooters to distract away from that. And so why why would the Hornets play any different, right? Because if McCaw, who's shooting okay, I think he's shooting around 35% this year from downtown. But if McCaw is sitting in the corner, there really isn't. He's not perceived to be much of a threat. So the Hornets tagging Ibaka heavily on the dive or on the short roll and really making the Raptors... Well, quite frankly, taking away the middle of the of the court and making the Raptors operate on the outside 
which is definitely tough for them if they're just asking Kyle Lowry, keep creating, or asking Patch McCaw, keep creating. You see on one side of the floor, the Hornets are able to get into the teeth of the Raptors' defense, and they're able to start operating in that drive-and-kick game. The drive-and-kick game has not been a part of the Raptors' offense for some time now. They just don't have the weapons to necessitate that. Teams don't load up on the Raptors when they drive. They certainly don't really care about the kick. There just isn't a lot of what the Raptors are doing that dictates motion from the defenses. So a lot of the time, the Raptors are just attacking set defense after attacking set defense, which is why in this game, is particularly important for the Raptors to get out on the run. That was a big part of their offense. And, you know, the first half of the game was getting turnovers, getting runouts, and in the third quarter as well, I should say. It's just the Raptors having a tough time with it. And whether it's through Rondé Hollis-Jefferson offensive rebounds, Chris Boucher lighting it up for a little while, Matt Thomas hitting triples, whatever it ends up being in this game, it was Terrence Davis the second canning a couple triples and got a big dunk as well and and won. And the Raptors kind of riding that wave to a 13-0 run to get them back in the game. Monk detonated after that. He had a huge poster. Cody Zeller actually was sealing out Ibaka, which meant that Cody Zeller got postered by his teammate Malik Monk. So if you see the dunk, you see that it's actually Cody Zeller who's getting dunked on, which is a little bit funny. But they kept trading baskets. The Raptors really building off of their their defense and trying to get out in transition. The Hornets operating in that drive-and-kick game. They've got Devontae Graham. They've got Terry Rozier. Miles Bridges hitting a ton of triples. And I think he hit four by the time it was the early second quarter. And so that was kind of what was driving each offense early on. We're in the second quarter now, and I think it was uh, Miles Bridges hit his fourth triple all from the corner. I think he ended up hitting six in the game, which is pretty crazy. And McCaw hit one in response to tie it up at 34 the Raptors started getting a little bit creative defensively through a zone out just to try and vex the Hornets. It did work actually quite a bit, but Bridges, uh, known as the zone buster, I suppose, he hit his fifth triple. Thomas came back and hit a triple. Matt Thomas, that is. Rozier can two triples. Boucher hit one. Thomas hit another one. It was just kind of the way that the game was going. There wasn't a lot of driving and getting to the basket. As we know, that's not a big strength of either team right now is... They all rely on the outside shot to some degree, the Raptors, because they need to get some motion. They need to move the defense. Kyle Lowry has to get that defense moving so he can look for holes. And the Hornets, I mean, they have Devontae Graham leading their attack. Terry Rozier putting up a career high in three-point attempts. Miles Bridges as well. And they, they were wanting to shoot the ball, and they were shooting it well early. So they were happy to get that going. But the Raptors throwing a lot of different defensive looks at it. OG Ananobi in particular having a pretty good stand defensively on Devontae Graham, really setting the tone for how he would be played later on in the game and affecting his play down the stretch. So even though Devontae Graham had a good start to the game, sticking OG Ananobi on him and pretty much OG Ananobi defensively in this game, able to ice out his side of the floor, that's how good defensively he was. You couldn't get to the sideline on him. You were pretty much locked in that third quarter that above the break area and that was that was just really kudos to OG for locking that down the Raptors went into half up two and then in the third quarter having a really good frame there but that you know (laughs) for the time being it looked good but it obviously didn't end well the Raptors they broke off that huge run they were up 80 to 70 Davis was you know he had another great stint 
OG playing really well, and especially in transition, he was getting up the floor, stretching the defense out vertically like we've seen Pascal Siakam do quite a few times. But that also came to an end. The Hornets finally wised up to what the Raptors were trying to do, really locked down their turnovers, started trapping Kyle Lowry on the other end. And that just meant that, you know, the Raptors, they weren't able to do anything. And what that led to going into the fourth quarter is, I think it was a 15-0 run or something close to it, or 13-2, whatever it was, the Raptors missed 18 of 19 shots. And they went from a 10-point lead to a 10-point deficit really nasty stuff and in that in that stretch like I said you have non-shooters who can't space the floor you have guys who are trying to make things happen but the defense is so keyed in on them because of what's happening in the other parts of the defense guys like Rondé Hollis Jefferson when they get the ball the defense is big on the inside they also can't shoot so he's dribbling trying to shake something loose but all that's all that is is just him dribbling the Raptors not scoring any baskets things not working well for the Raptors. In that span as well, you have Cody Zeller getting the better of Boucher repeatedly, definitely has a little bit of weight on him on the inside, and just the way that the game was being played, Zeller was really able to take advantage of that, and you know, not every game is meant specifically for Chris Boucher. Chris Boucher is, he, he's great, and sometimes he can be so fantastic, but there's there's still holes in his game, just like there's holes in Devontae Graham's game that he went of six from inside the arc and he can't finish at the rim that's a big deal and that had huge implications for how the Hornets were trying to finish down the stretch and why they eventually lost it was a big deal but Cody Zeller coming off the bench getting 14 and 8 really doing a good job defensively for a stretch and taking care of business on the offensive end Chris Boucher making it clear that you know Ibaka was the best big man in this game and Ibaka for what it's worth when he came back into the game the Raptors they started being able to lock down on defense. That's also a credit to OG Ananobi, both offensively and defensively. Like I said, he was locking out players and just keeping them in that that first third, I guess, of the half. And he was keeping them above the break, icing out a lot of the options that the Hornets were trying to work through with either Rozier or Graham. And on the other end, hitting a big triple, attacking the weak side, actually getting in for a dunk. You know, getting a little shimmy, a jab step, and ducking under a closeout, getting all the way to the rim. That's basically what we've wanted from OG, is to be able to hit his corner triples and to be able to attack a closeout. Because that really does open up so much for Lowry and Co. And Ananobi, who's been slumping on offense lately, him being able to do that in this game... It completely changed how the Raptors were able to work going forward. And there's a reason they caught up in this game is that both Ananobi and Ibaka, I thought, doing a great job defensively. A lot of what the Hornets were trying to do was stopped by them and their presence. And outside of that, the rest of the Raptors players doing a pretty good job of closing out, making sure that the three-pointers that the, the Hornets were getting up were tough looks. And the Raptors, they built on that, and they got it going on the other end. Eventually, Lowry hitting a triple, finally coming down to the end of the game here. Lowry getting a switch, attacking Bismack Biombo off the dribble, getting in for a layup, huge play, going up 100 to 99, and that, that was huge for the Raptors. It looked like they were going to be able to close out the game. Then Serge Ibaka with a really stupid foul with however many seconds left. Really tough to see. He was grabbing P.J. Washington's jersey as he's making a cut to the ball. That meant that he was fouling off the ball before the whistle was blown, which meant that the Hornets 
got a free throw, and then the ball back with, I think, 17 seconds left or something like that. So, you know, Terry Rozier, he went to the line. He hit the free throw. Tie game. The Hornets had the chance to win. They had Devontae Graham going to the rim. Really nothing came of that. It wasn't particularly close. So that that's how they went. They went to overtime. And in overtime, it seemed like a return to the first quarter in a bit that the, the Hornets were making triples. Terrence Davis hit two massive triples. Kyle Lowry was trying to grift his way to the free throw line. Eventually got there. He missed two free throws. But when it came down to it, Serge Ibaka got fouled. The Raptors getting stops on defense, able to fuel themselves going forward. Ibaka hit two free throws and ice the game. So it was 112 to 110 at the end. The Raptors get three days off now, which they desperately need. You see so many guys playing so many minutes. Kyle at 42 and a half. McCaw at 43. Serge, 39. Terrence Davis, 37. OG, 36. Would have liked to see OG playing more than 36 minutes. He was one of the most positive players in this game. But, you know, maybe I don't know the the team that intimately to know OG's conditioning, to know if he can go north of 40 or if Nurse even wants to go there with him. I'm not super sure, but he was definitely a big part of this game. The Raptors struggled without him on the floor, but I digress. The Raptors, they ended up winning this game. They need those three days rest. They need it bad. And, you know, we're looking forward to getting that. The Reggie Evans Award goes to OG Ananobi. I think it is something special that he's able to hover on help defense and be a, an actual deterrent there, and that he's able to lock down, you know, a pull-up artist, a total gunslinger like Devontae Graham. That's huge. That's that's big time. And the fact that Nurse is comfortable with going to that and kind of knew that would be one of the ways the Raptors can get back into the game after that missing 18 of 19 shots stretch that they're like hey we can stick OG above the break we can ask him to lock down a lot of what the Hornets are doing and we might be able to inch our way back into this game and they did and not only that but he helped bring them back offensively Terrence Davis is also a really good candidate for this but I'm I thought OG's defense was one of the true difference makers in this one I know Terrence Davis God bless him he's done incredible things he had an awesome game but OG Ananobi, he is my Reggie Evans Award guy, and that's how I feel about that. As for the Mitchell Robinson Award, there isn't any. I didn't feel like there were any particularly villainous acts in this game, and I'm okay with that, as I usually am. The top quick reaction comment from Arshdeep Singh. TD with a big response to NN calling him out. Wow, I haven't seen a rookie with this much confidence and poise in a while. He is special. Yeah, the confidence, you know, the evidence of that is gobsmacking his ability to pull up in important moments in the game his defense on Rozier before that last missed shot and kind of it may, not really taunting but celebrating flexing afterwards and you know just being you know a little bit braggadocious he's he's a braggadocious type of player he's a huge competitor and I there's so much to love about Terrence Davis whether it's the ability to crash the glass taunt three-pointers the the defense that he's able to play at times he does have some rookie mistakes of course but Nick Nurse saying that maybe he played five minutes too much in an eight minute effort last night and then putting him out there for 37 minutes and he comes back with 23 points 11 rebounds five assists that's that's big time stuff he had four triples he was a plus 20 what else do you want from a guy he's just what a <laughs> It's impressive, to say the least. There's there's so many superlatives. There's so many nice things to say about them, but they've probably almost all been used by Raptors 
reporters and pundits by now because he just keeps getting more and more impressive. And for a guy who was undrafted to come in and start doing this really speaks to the level of talent that's in the NBA and to the Raptors' ability to identify said talent in other channels. So big shout out to you, Terrence Davis. Well done to the listener. Thank you very much for listening. It's been a pleasure whether you're getting into this in the morning or at night. Have a blessed day and goodbye. Everyone needs more vacation, right? The new United Gateway card knows how to take you away with great travel rewards and no annual fee ever. The wait for vacation is over. Tap now or visit unitedgatewaycard.com to apply. Everyone needs more vacation, right? The new United Gateway card knows how to take you away with great travel rewards and no annual fee ever. The wait for vacation is over. Tap now or visit unitedgatewaycard.com to apply.